<laughs> Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. That the power of Christ compels you. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. What's blood for? If not for shooting. I'm your number one fan. We all go a little mad sometimes. Welcome back, all you creatures of the night. I am one of your many hosts of the It Records podcast, Matt Johnson, coming to you not live over the airwaves. And I am I'm blessed with the presence of our two other co-hosts of this show. We have Lindsay and Peter with us, guys. Thanks for being back. It's been uh, been quite some time. It's been quite some time since we've been able to record. It's been a minute. Yeah, whose fault is that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm touching my nose right now. Uh, fingers, uh, finger on my nose. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I didn't want to point fingers. I pointed at me, but yeah. I know you've what you're doing. Some... You're like, you're like nose goes. That's what you're. That's what you're doing. That's exactly what's going on. Yeah, but Pete, you've had some some life changing events that kind of put it records on hold for uh, for a while. I have yeah. a daughter now. Insert audience going wild. Yeah, it's going fucking <laughs> wild. Yeah, I'll put that in the background. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations to you and yeah, Courtney Peter. Yeah, she's watched uh, a couple horror movies already in her sleep. Gotta start them young. Yeah. Exactly. She's not gonna be afraid of anything. Yeah. That's true. Or afraid of everything. One or the other. One of the two. (laughs) Just just terrified. No. Where do all these nightmares come from? (laughs) (laughs) Why do I hear such terrible things when I'm sleeping? (laughs) But that is the, uh, the positive reason. Why we haven't recorded in a while. Um, we just took a, a brief hiatus, but we're back. We are excited. I'm excited to be talking with you guys again, uh, going over a new movie here today. But before we kind of roll into what we watched, how we felt about it, if we're going to defend or destroy this, we have a little segment here we'd like to do. What have you been watching, horror or otherwise? Welcome to the show. It's time to find out what the terrible trio have been watching. Or who has been watching them. Now, does anybody wish to take the gauntlet first and let us know what they have been watching? Pete, I'm going to throw to you first just because you were compiling a list before we started. Trying to take it back all the way to June. I'm trying to think where I left off and I think I found it. I think I left off around the 11th last time, like is where we left off. And then so my next log was. So here we go. Scooby Doo, the live action evolution. Oh, hell nothing yeah. To, nothing to lose. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Holes, an extremely goofy movie. X, the bad guys. Just married. This movie that we're doing. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. The last detail. Oh, oh no, that's funny. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs too. <laughs> okay. Breakdown. 
What's so funny? <laughs> I just we lost you for like five seconds. You were like in the middle of your. You're like X, the bad guys. This movie gone, just disappeared. And then you came back in. You're like this movie, this movie. Zencaster's like we've heard it before. We've heard this this list. I'm just gonna keep going. Yeah. Uh, breakdown. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Great the sea movie. Beast. The unbearable weight of massive talent. Singji and the Legend of the Ten Rings, She Devil, Nope, The Black Phone, mm. Prey, Sully, The Lovely Bones, A Simple Favor, They Live, <laughs> Do Revenge, Hocus Pocus 2, Power in October. 3, yep. Yeah, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, <laughs> Halloween Ends, The Hunger, Jason Ooh. Goes to Hell, The Final Friday, The Serpent oh. and the Rainbow, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. What Lies Beneath, Enchanted, How They Run, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, Tucker, The Man in His Dream, and The Long Good Friday. That is quite quite the eclectic list. Yeah. Just went with Last Crusade and the Indiana Jones movies. Um, I had a comment about that one, too. That was the one that stood out to me. Because we were famous in it for 10 minutes in the beginning. That's right, R.I.P. River Phoenix. That was, well, that one's probably late, is that like 89, probably? That one? That, that was yes. Crusade? That's exactly what it was. But then, did you, when you watched uh, The Final Friday, and then Serpent and the Rainbow, is it because, were you inspired to watch Serpent and the Rainbow based on that worm-like creature in Jason Goes to Hell? <laughs> You know, it's it's funny you say that. I think the reason why I wanted to watch it's only because it was Wes Craven, and it was like kind of one that eluded me for a long time because I feel like it was kind of hard to find for a while. Now it was just like I think it's like on Peacock or some shit, so I was able to watch it through that. Gotcha. Okay. I don't think I've seen that. That's Bill Pullman, right? Yeah, it's, that one. It's a yeah. solid one. It's not his best, but it's definitely not bad. Well, I'll have to check that one out. It's been, I know the name, so it's one I should yeah. definitely. It's like, it's like a, a seven out of 10, I would say. Seven out of 10. That's yeah. pretty good these days. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I wanted more out of it because it was Wes Craven, but I'll take what I can get. <laughs> now, Pete, were you able to gather all of that really quickly? All those movies based on your letterbox? Yes, that's you die? Yeah, I've been starting to use it a lot more religiously now, and putting like the the t- date watched. Love yeah. that, love yeah. that feature. Yeah, I, I've been trying to tell you this for a long time. I know I'm a late converter. I apologize. You were an early adopter, True. and uh, yeah, kudos <laughs> I to you. Some co- coworkers, they're they're younger than me. They're like in their early twenties. They're like, oh, you use Letterbox? I'm like, yeah. They're like. And they're like, oh, you have a lot of movies watched. And I was like, yeah, I guess. And then, it's been a lifelong thing. And then like, oh, I, they're like, I was like, oh, why don't you start using it? They're like, oh, like, like two years ago. And I was like, let me see when I started using it. And I was like, oh, uh, 10 years ago. Yeah, they're it's like, been a oh, long my God, time. It. Wow. They're like, oh, my God, it's been out for that long. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so like, I've been using it since like. 2012. <laughs> I remember you telling me about it in college, I think. So which sadly was about 10 years ago now. So yeah. yeah. My friend told I had a friend tell me about it around then because I used to use I still use 
the other things. I have like two other fucking things I use to keep track of movies just because I like I don't know, I'm a freak, I guess. I'm the same way. is probably the best one, I would say, because it's I think it presents it in the best way. I love that you can like rate it and I can see what you're watching and like what you rated it. So like, oh yeah. Pete kind of liked that movie, so I know his taste. Like I'll probably like this one. Um except my ratings I do it in a weird way. So like Okay. So like the movies I, I hate, I give a five. No the ones I love, I give a one. So I used to only keep track of movies I saw in the movie theater. Mm. So okay. like and that's okay. when I would and that's when I would rate it. And then for a while, like and then I was watching more movies because I was home because of the lockdown. And then I was like curious. I was like because I started pr- paying for premium so that they give you like more breakdown stats. Of course. And then and I was just like, man, I should keep track of when I just like when I rewatch a movie because I want to know how many movies I watch in a year. Cause like it wouldn't keep track of that because I wasn't logging it that way. So mm-hmm. then my new thing is like I log every movie I watch with the date, but I only leave a rating if I see it in a theater is my only way of like kind of still keeping track of that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Unless there's a, there's a couple of ratings in there that I started doing in the beginning, but then I just, I, I just don't do that anymore. Cause I feel like it's too many movies to rate. <laughs> it is, but that is our, that's our plug for letterbox. If you're a movie going person yeah, or you I, watch I, as many as us, it's a great way to track what you've watched when you watched it. And like, it's a social media for, if you have friends, you can see what they're watching if they liked it, and you can. I wish it had a better, better feature for like chatting, but you it's, know, yeah. that's, you have to comment on people's like list is like really the only way to co- to like kind of talk to people. Yeah, it was like yeah. there's a way to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just commenting on on stuff. But I I do like the feature also. I mean, this is becoming an ad for. Letterbox, throw us, throw us some they money. They didn't even Letterbox. ask us to. <laughs> yeah, this is not a sponsored ad. Sponsors. We are just giving them, just giving them some love. It's free money right now. Yeah, but they, I like the feature too, where it just shows you where at, at when you're wa- looking at a movie. Let's say Halloween ends, and it'll show you where you can watch it right now, like where it's available to rent, to own, or stream. So it's got that there on there for you for any That's movie. That's pretty nice. So yeah, I I appreciate that. But enough about Letterbox and our adoration for it. Lindsay, do you have as extensive as a list for us of what you've been watching, horror or otherwise? Definitely. So I have three things. Um, first off, I've been watching Bachelor in Paradise, which, um, so that is a summer show. They made a fatal error in airing it at the end of September. And I I don't know if they know this, but we don't want to watch people on a beach when it's snowing here in November. Okay. Um, but here I am still watching. So I guess, you know, despite the flaws. I mean, I feel like I you're just like a reality show queen. I'm if- not really. That's the thing. I think like that's the only show, like that's really the only franchise for some reason. I'm still hanging on to it. I don't even really know why, because I think the show like stopped being good quite a while <laughs> ago. I think it's overproduced. 
overly manipulated. I think they ruin everybody's lives. And it's really not like something you want to watch. Um, you know, so I think I have to do some like self-reflecting about that. But yeah, so that's been something that I do. Um, I always have to wait and watch it the following day on Hulu. So that takes up about two nights out of my week, usually. Um, but don't they also like you can watch it like the next day, but don't they like expire after a certain time? So you can't watch them after a certain time period, too? Sorry, uh, you were going in and out a little bit. I couldn't catch all of that. Oh, I was just saying, don't they also expire? Like, so yeah. after a certain, you can't watch them after a certain day anyway. That's correct. So you kind of have to. Not that I've been um, watching or anything, but. <laughs> but, you know, that's what. Hulu, that's <laughs> that's what there's what anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there, isn't, I was. <laughs> there isn't. I'll let you know. Um, but yeah no that's true so I mean if you are if you do have intentions of watching it you only have so much time so um, you know I just make it a priority in my life Um, when I'm not watching that I am watching Desperate Housewives it's um, a comfort show I've watched it a couple times all the way through but it's been about maybe eight years since I've seen it so it's kind of like watching a new show um, for the things that I don't remember. So um, I love it. I just love that show. I don't expect <laughs> you guys to to relate. But um, and then the last thing that is also not relatable is um, Lindsay Lohan is back, guys. Like she's in back. Hallmark, I guess that Netflix movie, right? Is yeah. And Falling for Christmas is not good. Um, I didn't oh, expect man. it to be good. But it's it's exactly like what you would. It's very much like Hallmark esque. It's just like that. But it it's it doesn't even matter because it's a name. It's a big name. It's the name and the person we've all been waiting for to come back. And that's why it's the number one movie in America right now. <laughs> yeah. We've been waiting for this. I would like to yeah. say this. What happened to like? I know like Hallmark has this to a T right now. But TV movies, like, they don't, like, exist anymore outside of, like, Hallmark movies. You know how, like, yeah. big networks used to do, like, TV movies all the time? Mm-hmm. Maybe is it Whatever because happened? streaming Whatever is more... I don't know. I guess streaming is just so popular now. Maybe that has something to do with it. I think it, like, even ended before that. Okay. Like, I feel like TV movies were very, like, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Yeah. And like just phased out. Just phased out. Like I think maybe I'm thinking maybe cable TV like kind of put it out of commission or something. Probably. Maybe. Yeah, I remember like Disney Channel original movies. That <sighs> yeah, was... that's kind of that's like kind of the same vein. That's still being put through, but I guess through Disney Plus now. But through their streaming yeah. platform, yeah. Yeah. That's the reason it... I like Disney Plus. It's, it's because for, it's like Disney Channel. Yeah. It, it, it's just easier for them, I feel like, with the streaming platforms. You know, there's Paramount Plus and all those to be like, you can make it and put it out there instead of if it was on TV. It's like you got to be there at seven yeah. to watch it. Which yeah. people can record. I think that's easy. But instead of just like having it recorded, just like have it on the platform. Hey, it's released today. Watch it whenever. Yeah, I guess that's the same idea, right? It's just like. They're producing a movie, but like Netflix is putting the money into it, so it's actually like seen as like a legit movie. Because TV movie, I feel like has like a 
it's not like an official movie kind of moniker to it. Right. Yeah. It's an interesting point. I haven't thought about it. Bring back TV movies. That's our take, right? I think I think there, there's a place for them. You know, there's like, it's usually higher production value. You know, like it, you know, the original It movie is a TV it's a, movie. It's a miniseries, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, you're right. It, technically, it's a miniseries. But it, was, but it was on TV. It's not like an HBO yeah. miniseries. Yeah. It was like two two nights it was mm-hmm. on. And I'm trying to think what else. I'm sure Salem's Lot was like that. Salem's originally. Lot was like that. Yeah. Which is not good. But it's okay. The original 1977 or whatever. It's it's. I really don't like it. It's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Matt, uh, what have you been watching in the last four months? I should have, you know, um, looked at my letterbox. I didn't. It's been a lot uh, here and there. But I watched the, the inter- challenge. No, yes. I've not been watching the challenge, but. I guess in terms of reality TV, um, I've watched a little bit of Bachelor in Paradise. No way. All of Love is Blind season three. If I don't know if anybody's watched that. <laughs> watched. I've been watching those two. Hold um, up. And then, yeah. A little bit of Bachelor in Paradise? A little bit. What do you yeah, mean? You're in the, I've only, I'm watching, like, I am not caught up on the most recent isn't it like the newest season right season eight or yeah, whatever season eight i believe yeah. wow there's a show i'd never heard of in eight seasons. that's crazy <laughs> matt i'm so glad to not be the only one you gotta catch up it's terrible but you gotta catch up i will i plan on it i got caught up with love is blind i binged watched most of that so now that that's over I've, I've watched the reunion i've seen all that i can i started watching big brother big brother it's a good I, I also this is not you know reality show dating, but I'm watching The Mole. Do you guys remember that show that used to be on I like never watched Survivor? It, Courtney yeah. loves that show. Well, Netflix just rebooted it with a new I season. I saw that. I saw okay. that. Courtney wants uh, to watch it really bad. <laughs> it has been watched in its entirety. I watched it all. It's uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. Welcoming it back. It's like if you're not familiar, yeah. it's like Survivor kind of meets The Amazing Race. It's like essentially they they have to fill out they have to do all these tasks and these puzzles to, to like build the pot, but there's a mole within them that's trying to sabotage each challenge so that they don't have yeah, they have like less that, money at that the sounds end. Sounds pretty good actually. <laughs> it's it's entertaining, yeah. So like you get to stay on. If they they have like these quiz at the end of every episode where you vote to who you think the mole is based on all these questions, and the person who gets the lowest score gets kicked off. You don't get voted out if you have like the lowest score, so you don't know who the mole is at all. You leave. So wow. you know that if you stayed on, you must have been close somehow to guessing who the mole was each episode. That sounds really interesting. It gets closer and closer. Or it gets harder and harder, I guess, when there's like three people left, four people left. It is. It's very interesting. Check it out. But uh, I watched it. Netflix? Yeah, Netflix. It They just rebooted it so you can watch the new, like that new season they did. But they also have a few of the uh, old the seasons stuff. on there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> That used so. to be on like the early 2000s with like when Survivor, well, Survivor's still on, but still on. the mole got canceled. <laughs> okay. Yeah. By the way, not liking the new season of Survivor. I'm just going to say that. Haven't watched it. Haven't watched it. So I don't know. Is it any celebrities? On? Any people coming back? No, they're like in a new, they're calling it like a new era now. And it's like 
it's like a shortened like time like they usually at the, on the for what was it like 40 days i think it was i can't even remember how it's 39 i think was yeah like, you're right yeah. 39 now it's yeah. like 28 seven days yeah it's in like, a city it's, in a one bedroom like, apartment yeah it's like it's shortened sounds like a horror movie so like the game moves faster and my problem with it is that no one can keep their goddamn mouth shut it was like oh yeah i have an advantage and fucking everyone tells each other they have an advantage i was like what are you doing are you doing strategy to this game like their their strategy and them telling them but like it's not fun when there's not a secret i don't know i like i like i like people being betrayed and like yeah, like Russell. Like, oh my god, you're a you big Russell idol. fan. I like his, I I don't like him, but I liked what he did for the game. I, I would say yeah. that's a deep cut for Survivor fans out there. Yeah, Everybody knows I, who Russell he's, is. He's or Johnny best. Fairplay. Oh, you remember Johnny Fairplay? I do remember him. <laughs> he was he was something. Well, I will wrap up mine. I haven't watched Survivor, but the, uh, I started watching Secession finally. Uh, on HBO, great show, love it. Um, Hocus Pocus two, Russian Doll, Atlanta, love that show. Just ended. Recommend that to anybody who hasn't watched Atlanta. Pearl, which is the, the prequel to X that That's Pete true. mentioned. That's a very good movie. And the Banshees of Inna Sharon, I think is the name of it. That Colin Farrell, oh Brian yeah, Gleason movie. It's the the guy who did In Bruges, like right, isn't it? Yeah, Michael McDonough. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the same actors are in it. And the final two I'll bring up, I watched the entire Halloween franchise through October. Um, all, all of those, all 13. And then I watched all of the Child's Play in October simultaneously. <laughs> I got through all of those. And I'm now excited to watch the show. I, I didn't watch any of the shows. Show. I heard the show's good. Yeah. And I didn't know this. And this is for any Child's Play fans out there. Was Brad Dourif does Chucky's voice for like, all of it except for the remake. Yes. Um, when they get to like the curse and the cult of Chucky, like later, like 2013, 2017, it's his daughter who's like playing kind of like the final girl type character. Yeah, yeah like, I knew that. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And so like Chucky is like coming after, I mean, his daughter. He's his, his not in, in the movie, but in real life. So that was kind of cool that they're in that movie together. But yeah, that is. Uh, that's what we're watching. But that's actually a pretty decent segue, maybe, to what we watched for today. We watched Old 2021, um, directed, written, produced by M. Night Shyamalan, because um, his daughter has actually worked on this movie as well. So that's kind of, I guess, the, the segue. His daughter was like an assistant uh, production something on this movie. Um, is this our second or third? Is this our third Shyamalan? It has to be. It's our third Shyamalan. Can you guys name the yes. other ones? The visit? the visit and Split. Yeah. Yes. I have we done Signs? Split. Wait, did we do Signs? No. We did not do Signs. We no, have we to didn't. do Signs. Okay. Or Sixth Sense. Just kind of like bypass yeah. all of that. <laughs> the more obvious ones we have not done. Yeah. We've done everything that was made. Well, I guess Signs was early 2000s. I was going to say. In it's like 2002. <laughs> yeah. Because I think Sixth Sense is 99. Doesn't quite yeah. make the millennium. But yeah, that's what we we did old, which is his most recent one, 2021. He wrote and directed it. It's distributed by Universal, produced by Perfect World and Blinding Edge. But this is also based on a book called Sandcastle, 
and it's written by Pierre Oscar Levy, but there are some, I'm sure we'll get into it, differences between those that M. Night Shyamalan took liberties with when he wrote this. That is that is old. Wanted to ask though, guys, had either of you seen old prior to us doing it for the podcast? No, that was my first time watching. First no, time. I didn't realize how recent it was, actually. Um I I think I picked this one. Um You did. You did. I, okay. I put a question mark by that. I said <laughs> Lindsay? Or I, I said Pete. I was like, I forget who selected this one. Yeah. Lindsay, okay. You I remember you I remember it vividly because you were like you questioned yourself. You're like, I want to do old, I guess. And you're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure. Do it. I, I like, think it's your pick. Some, some reassurance was, for some reason. I was like, it's your pick. You get to pick whatever you want. Right. Um, yeah. So it just came out um, just over a year ago. And um, I think at least for me, I don't think this is true of you guys, but I think since the pandemic, I've been a lot less aware of movies coming out these days. Ask me about what came out in 2004, 2005, 2006. I can tell you when we play that <laughs> box office game. But these well, days... Well, here's the thing. It's because you're not watching commercials, right, as much. Not really. With Because, like, I feel like when you're watching cable TV, you would see a trailer yeah. pretty frequently for a new movie. And you're not, probably not going to the movies as much where you just would see previews all the time. True. Right. So, like... That on top of like, there's just so many platforms beyond like going to the theater that there's, yeah. I feel like way more coming out that you will it's, miss. It's, it's, it's insane how much like you need like six fucking apps to like watch everything at all times going, just running. Yeah. And that's one thing, you know, to your point, like you, you'd watch TV and a commercial would come on. That's, that's a good indicator for me. Like growing up, I'd be like, oh, this movie's coming out this Friday. Yeah. yeah, I know what you did last summer. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go see that this weekend. Um, but Paramount Plus, which I've been trying out, they kind of had those. They kind of have those ads prior to some of their videos. It's like ten seconds, maybe thirty seconds, and I almost kind of there's nothing in the middle, which is like I'm good with that. But like it's almost like advertising, like this is their DreamWorks movie or something. Like, okay, cool, because okay. now that's like. That, it's that middle ground for me. It's funny because nice. I was like an early adopter to Paramount Plus because uh, Corny's really big into reality shows, and that was like their I feel like their big calling card because they have all the MTV stuff uh, pretty much. And that's how we watched the challenge was on Paramount Plus. And in the beginning, my God, they would just would nominate like the Paramount Plus originals, and they only had like two movies at the time, so I just would see mm. the same trailers like. Over. Over, over. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like a Mark Wahlberg movie, and I think it was called like Infinite or some shit. Oh yeah, and it was yeah. just like I heard that was a stinker. It was a bad trailer, let me tell you. And yes, I've heard that too. That it was a stinker. But speaking of Paramount Plus, I watched Are You Afraid of the Darks in October because <gasps> that was the main reason I got Paramount Plus. They have all the now seasons I on there. Have to have it. Yeah. It was a great rewatch. <laughs> I, I feel like the, it, it would destroy you, Lindsay, because there's so much like 2000s. <laughs> oh like, Nostalgia lane. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you got like Real World, you got like fucking oh, Big Brother, you got Survivor, you got The Challenge. My husband and I made the executive decision to choose HBO Max over Paramount Plus, and we just renewed HBO Max, but like now I gotta go. HBO Max. Is my favorite streaming platform. 
that but is they a very don't good have one. the um, TV things that I need. You're, you're right. True. They don't. That's true. For me, yeah. for That's me paramount. Their, their movie selection is yeah, incredible. It's really good. Yeah, I don't regret HBO Max. If you're listening out there, I don't regret it. I just wish that there was room for everything. You know, sometimes you gotta make that, a choice. That HBO money, they're gonna hear that. They're gonna say these guys are promoting us. Let's get them some ad ad <laughs> revenue. We got Letterbox yeah, now too. <laughs> Which, I mean, speaking of HBO Max, great. That's a great segue. Old is on HBO Max, the movie we watched today. That's where you can watch it right now. Um, Distributed by Universal. But you said it seems recent. Yeah, it was released like a year ago. But it was, they had filmed around the the pandemic, 2020. Like they were trying to scout locations and films. Like I could only imagine, I mean, I listened to some of the behind the scenes that it was kind of a, I guess difficult, but they at least they were on like a remote beach to some extent. But working through all that as it was a trailer like early 2019, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Did they? Was it really that early? I could have sworn I saw a trailer at least definitely 2019 for sure. And I thought it was early 2019. Yeah, I think the release got delayed due to the pandemic for sure. So yeah, it did. That Mm -hmm. That makes sense then. Yeah. And I know, I remember also with this, they did a Super Bowl ad before it was going to be released, and so like one of the it was one of the like exclusive trailers during one of the Super Bowls was for old to come out. So that that must have been that would have been early twenty twenty one. They would have done that. Yeah, yeah. I think this movie is definitely more like a thriller, more than a horror. I would say. And I feel like a lot of his kind of teeter on that too, like psychological thriller, psychological horror, like even yeah. split. We kind of talked about, I think kind of falling into that realm. Sixth sense can even, it's yeah, they're very, it's, they're in the same borderline. family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I prefer more like psychological thrillers myself. Like when it comes to like what I'm watching, like more horror movies, I think I really tend to go for those more. I think as far as personal taste. I feel like, to me, the way that they kind of advertise thrillers is like, they kind of say like, oh, here's, here's like everything you want from a horror movie, but it has like a, a better narrative and it has like bigger stars usually attached to it. Like, I feel like that was like how it was, at least how I think of it, of like 90s thrillers, like, or even 80s thrillers. They like always had like, a big name to it and it usually was like sexual you know there was like, erotic thrillers i was gonna say yeah michael douglas thriller. yeah sharon that's, stone that's, that's where my my mind goes to every time for thrillers it's like the erotic thrillers of like the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. definitely and they also i mean to that point um you know they get those bigger casts and there's some people in this one um but like they also are real they lean towards being like PG 13 and especially with M night Shyamalan. I feel like he definitely, I think it's, it, they get toned down, but also it's better for marketing and like yeah, I mean, the it's wider gonna make audience. More money. It's going to make more money. Yeah. Um, which this would have been interesting. Again, this is PG 13. I would have been interested to see if it was like actually R and went horror with it. Cause I feel like you could have like if Cronenberg did this movie body horror, it could have been mm, a little even much more. Or than it is, but 
Yeah. I feel like a Cronenberg version of this movie would be very strange. It definitely would be more of that one scene. That in the caves? I, I am thinking of, yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It would be more of that throughout the that whole was, movie. That, was a, that, that part was crazy, actually. <laughs> very much, yeah. Well, we haven't even talked about the movie yet, actually. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Should we get, get, yeah, get started on that? Yeah, we can get started into that. I wanted to say before we do, uh, Pete, do you have a creepy headline? That's generally something we uh, we throw in here. Pete, you got one before we roll into the movie? Um, don't sleep on a hospital couch is my creepy headline. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. We'll take it. No, but yeah, uh, they're very uncomfortable, but... <laughs> I'm sure my wife was more uncomfortable than I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably fair. Probably true. Yeah. We we can let's roll into a uh, movie discussion. We talked about what we've watched horror otherwise. So again, we said this is based on a book. It's based on sandcastles, but we start off the movie kind of, we see this van going to the Anamika resort, driving through like a jungle type area. And there's a family of four. Uh, we see a husband and wife, and we see two kids, the, uh, a son and a daughter, whose names are Trent and Maddox. And then the parents' names are Guy and Prisca, I believe are their names. And uh, they're going to some resort that uh, the wife found online, uh, if you can believe it. I said, when she said that, I went, yes, I can definitely believe it. Um, that's where we find most things today. Um, but they, they show up at this resort and they are offered, and this is like a tropical resort. Think of this film was made, this movie was filmed in the Dominican Republic, lush resort, and they are offered two drinks as soon as they arrive based on their cocktail preferences or some sort of preferences they made before coming to this island. They, I would have been immediately suspicious. Right. I feel like I, I would have trying to be nice to me. Suspicious. <laughs> We're suspicious because it's a horror movie. But like I feel True. like that's like kind of like the resort like experience, you know, because they were like they're like oh they don't know what to do with the fucking kids, you know. They were very because like I feel like a lot of these resort type places, it's usually like it's just the couples, yeah, and they're just getting fucking drunk as shit like the whole time. Okay, so maybe maybe we're overthinking it. Maybe yeah, you get like a mai tai, <laughs> you know, when you go to Mex. I mean, I never been to Mexico, but I feel like that's like. No, Mai that's it. Mai tai. That's, that's uh, Hawaii's Mai Tai. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A, a fucking cerveza. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you got the right idea. Yeah. All right. So these drinks are not suspicious that they, that, uh, they get. Not to them. Not to them. They drink it up. They love it. This place is great. Trent meets a, another kid. I, I can't r- recall his name, but he is the nephew, he says, of like the the resort manager and him and Trent hit it off They're They're going to become some buddies and everything seems to be fairly okay at this point. Um, and yeah, we, I think the, the big thing I have here is then this next scene is kind of the Trent and this boy he meets start running around the beach and asking people like, Hey, my name's Trent. What's your name and your job? Yeah. And, and it's such a weird scene. It it, it was for me. It, I think it was just a way it, for them to get exposition going. Yeah, it, it 
it feels very forced. Yeah. And kids wouldn't do that, probably. I think the the way I kind of took it is that like I feel like they presented the kid as like having like an interest in like people. Like he was very interested in like what everyone did. Like like that was like his like name and occupation. Thing. That was his thing. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm trying to think. Inquisitive. Yeah, that's yeah, I guess it is inquisitive, yeah. Yeah. Got a lot of questions. He's got twenty questions and it helps I guess because he's a, he's a kid. I guess kids are naturally inquisitive. Yeah, he's just asking people. So we're learning about people's names and what they do. Some of these people say, I'm a chef, I'm a dancer, I'm a cop. I wonder if that will come back. Who knows? But one guy he asked is a cop who is at this resort with them. And so we get some some dumps about of people. We learn one other person is a doctor um, as well. And I think the other big point here is Trent and this kid come up with a secret language together, which um, is kind of. I guess brought up here that they, they they give little notes to each other. They have to decode certain symbols, and the I think the letter that he finds says we're going to get ice cream tomorrow, um, is the note that he reads. But that's kind of foreshadowed that they have this this sort of friendship and this this language they write to each other. But but also that these uh, this is not the potentially the happy vacation this family is looking for. We learn that there's some disagreement with the parents that they might be getting a divorce. There is some some struggle there, but also that the wife, um, Prisca, that character is um, sick. Sick, yeah. She has some ailment we don't know yet, but yeah, it's she's kind sick. of like a almost like a last hurrah. Like it's like, yeah. oh, here's we're gonna give the kids a good memory before we <laughs> fucking make it bad yeah. for them when we split up. That's exactly what it was. You know, good intentions, but delaying the inevitable. Yeah, and it's also in that scene where we learn that, like, Guy's character, the father, he's like an insurance person or an actuary. He's an actuary. So he's she, – she calls him out and says, you're always thinking about the future. And she works at a museum, Prisca's character. And he goes, you're always thinking about the past, which will come into play into the themes later in this movie. But apparently that's they're, – they're not thinking about the present. Both of them are kind of zoning out or – distracted about what's going on right now and, and the kids hear them the kids hear them in the background too um having this fight even though they think they're being quiet yeah. they're yelling through this small little sliding door kids always know well right i was gonna say they always pick up on more than i think adults give them credit for sometimes yeah that's true kids are always listening but after this fight it's it's, it's the next morning we get a quick shot of a woman in the morning going looks like skinny dipping with a man on the beach. We don't get too much insight into that. It's kind of a foreshadow, but we see that yeah. they're on some beach um, and she's going out into the water and then it's breakfast the next morning with the family. But also we meet another family um, who has a, it's a husband and wife couple um, with a young daughter, usually close to the same age as Trent and uh, they're her grandmother. Um, they are there. There's another couple um, as well. Um, just getting the cast of characters who might come back later, but everybody's eating breakfast here at this resort where the resort manager comes over and says, Hey, nudge, nudge. I know of this secluded beach that's uh, kind of off the hidden path. It's great. We can arrange a bus or a van to take you there. And um, 
Yeah, they agree. They all agree and they head off in this van. They're going to go to this beach for the day. And it's driven by one and only M. Night Shyamalan himself. He is the bus driver. Gets his cameo in. He's got to be careful behind the wheel. Otherwise, he will kill the priest, his wife. You know, we've seen that happen before. What's that? In signs, he's the driver. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and he kills uh, Bill Gibson's, Gibson's wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Don't let him drive. You know, yeah. something you know bad's going to happen. He's not, a good, he's not well a good driver. When M. Night drives. <laughs> That's a good point. That should yeah. have been the first clue. Wait a minute. Aren't you that driver from Philadelphia? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you that guy? Born and raised. Born and raised. Yeah. But yeah. He he's the driver, and he's taking the Kappa's family, which is our main family. We we discussed, but also the other families that we saw at the breakfast are all kind of piling in to this uh, this van. He drives them to the beach, and it looks like he brought a bunch of food, like way too much food. They make a comment that you've given us way too much food. And also he asked them this weird thing about like, are you sure your passports are safe? You lock those away, right? And if I was in a van, I'm like out of the country and someone's like, hey, your passports are safe, right? They're uh, back at the hotel. That would be like red flag for a me. Red like, red flag right there. Yeah. Why are you asking about my passport? Van driver to beach? <laughs> red flag, I, but. Yes, many of them at this point. Yeah. But the movie must go on. So they are, they don't say anything people in horror movies make bad choices like that uh like that commercial says exactly like that geico commercial yeah yes (laughs) it's what what they do yeah and that's exactly what they do here in old as he takes them to this beach and um when they get there they it's a beautiful looking beach um some of them go into the water but then ultimately i think they do see um, another man, the man we saw originally who was on the beach and the women who went skinny dipping, they see this guy sitting there by himself. And that's when Maddox, the daughter, says, that's mid-sized sedan, the rapper. He's a rapper, mid-sized sedan. Um, and so she recognizes him. Odd rapper name, I'm just going to say. <laughs> it's, it's very odd because it's, it's not, I mean, there's a, this is based on a book. It's not like it's based on the book. M. Night Shyamalan Made this up for the movie. Yeah, it's the mid-size for me. Yeah, mid-size sedan. Like, I think sedan. Like I think I could see that as a rapper name. Sure. Yeah. Why not? But yeah, yeah, you're right. It's the mid-size. It's just like that's very specific. It is. It's a very specific name. He went for the opposite. It was like almost. He saw little Yachty's name, and he's like, "What's." <laughs> Almost the exact opposite of that. It's like a car, and we're gonna go mid. Yeah, we're gonna go mid. And I, I, I'll write it down in here several times. His, this character, Midsize Sedan, the rapper, is just gonna go, "Oh damn, oh damn." That's like his reaction to everything. I feel like he like waited. Like I know we see that this place is weird. I feel like kind of from the start because like you kind of get like an eerie sense yeah, when she goes it, skinny dipping and she, i want to say she was gone for several hours right yes like i would several think it was, hours. the sun was several. setting 
in that first yeah. shot. Yeah. And then he's just like chilling there. He's like not worried at all about yeah. his like, girlfriend or just someone he's hooking up with. I don't know. I didn't ask any questions because I wasn't there. But yeah. she was gone for a long time and he didn't seem to care. Yeah. He didn't seem to care. And also he didn't seem to age that much. And we'll learn. Right. On this island, something's going to happen to your age. You get older. But he seemed... Because the sun was setting. Or maybe it was rising. Maybe it was rising. I I'll give say him that. It was, I think it was Probably rising. rising. Yeah, that's that's fair. Then. But it's yeah. still Date marks that time passed. Yeah. It was at least four In, to five hours. You know, it had to been even more than that because they, pro- they wouldn't go there that early. They probably went for lunch, the families. Brunch, yeah. right? Yeah, brunch. So 10 to 11. <laughs> and they will establish that it's basically like every two, every hour is two years. I think it's kind of what they establish is roughly yeah. that. Every hour is like two years of your life. So if he's been there like five hours, that's 10 years. Yeah, he didn't look like he aged. I don't he didn't look like he aged at that all. Way. But they don't know that at this point. We We think he should be older. He's sitting there. And we we realize that it's um this rapper, um, but I think really the end of Act One, which is kind of how we do this, is um, Trent is kind of hanging out in the water. We see mid-sized sedan, but as he's hanging out in the water in kind of a pool, the woman we were talking about who went out to swim who dies kind of floats up on him. She's she's dead, but she hits him, and they're all like, "Oh, there's a guy here. We found a dead body. Yeah, did he kill her? What's going on? Something is off." That's kind of where I think shit starts to hit the fan, ramps up yeah. into Act Two here. Finally, a red flag for everyone. It, it, and things really do ramp up here. I feel like the exposition. I mean, it's probably like twenty to thirty minutes of the movie was like leading up to this point, maybe maybe yeah, twenty minutes. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it got there pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, but things just start to happen here, and I mean, I guess I guess that's because, as we said, they'll figure out that they're getting older. But it's like every hour is two years. So, I mean, I guess you kind of have to, <laughs> if you're writing the script, things got to happen because <laughs> that's, that's just the way it is. And yeah, they, they confront mid-sized sedan here and <laughs> I can't, I can't say that was a straight face, but that's the character's name. It's mid-sized sedan is his character's <laughs> name. And as they're confronting M S S. Oh, like M night Shyamalan. Yes. M S sedan. Yeah. M S sedan. Okay. Um, they're confronting him about what happened or why he's there. And while that happens, they learn they can't get reception on their phones on this island. We learn that the guy's an actuary, so mathematically impossible. If he says something, I forget. Not important. Mathematically. Some, some, some stupid nerd question. Some, some nerd comments. Stupid nerd <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, but also the the older woman who's the doctor's mother Agnes is her name her chest starts to hurt so as they're questioning this guy about hey what happened to this woman she's like oh my chest is hurting it's hard for me to breathe Um, and simultaneously um, Jaron who is uh, we learn as a nurse he's one of the people there he tries to go back through the path that they came through to kind of catch the guy with the van maybe he's still here I think is what they do and they're going to go chase chase him down. He like blacks out, starts to like pressure in his head, and he winds up back at the beach where they're all 
at. Yeah. So now they realize they can't even leave. As as all, they found a dead body, like something he's blacked out and he's back on the beach. He can't go back through. It's weird. It's it's a weird boundary that the that this place has. Yeah, and is it implied? I don't know what, what your guys' take on it was because he kind of walks through, and there's like the shots of it like getting close up and like kind of flashing. He's like holding his head, and then it shows him like it fades to black, and then he sits up on the beach. Was your interpretation that like he was teleported there, or that he walked back out, was just, just unconscious of it? Yeah, and walk physically walked back out. I kind of took it as teleportation, but I don't think it was that. I think it's more of the other one. I feel like that yeah. feels more of M Knight's, because I feel like he tries to keep it kind of grounded, like he, like he has fantastical things in his story, but I feel like. All in all, there's there's some groundwork there that's like f- fairly normal. Lindsay, did you feel similar? Like that's kind of how you interpreted it? Yeah, I think you summed it up very well. I feel I still think that you know, it's I don't I don't know. I guess um, in this instance, I would I would be more inclined to go with the realistic explanation rather than teleportation. I guess. And I thought it was like original, like when I first saw this scene, like teleportation. That's interesting. But as the movie progresses, you'll see people also try to leave again, and they they'll die. So it's like it, yeah. it can't be teleportation because if it was, they would have been teleported back. So it must yeah, be that like he could walk back from that distance. They had so much pain that they couldn't remember what was going on, and their body wouldn't physically let them go further. So this like went back and then collapsed. But it's weird because no one notices that. No one notices them coming back. Right. It's always just fade to black and they're sitting up on the beach. Mm. And yeah, the no. weird I feel like the weirdest one kind of is like um later in the movie is when they're climbing up to see if they can go like over the boundary and I think someone falls. Rather than, you know, that's yeah, another They just fall off the top. They just fall and die. I know that's jumping ahead though, but that's okay. <laughs> no, I mean that that's the that's a good that's what we're talking about. But like, yeah, that's why I'm so it have to be not teleportation because we see that person like not come back, like not climb back down. They just kind of fall um, because they black out and they lose control of, I guess, I guess their muscles. I don't know, but I feel like it's there's like some a, magical realism. To it. <laughs> it's a preservation thing, you know, like a. Of the human body, like you're like I don't want to be in this much pain anymore. I'm just gonna head back, and they don't remember it because they like fucking blacked out. Their body, its its reaction was just to take them back. It's it like how you can't like bite your own involuntary finger off. You know what I mean? It's like your body, your mind won't let you. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not gonna do it. You're like, oh, that really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> While this is going on, Agnes has got. Some some chest pains. Let's see here. They they can't leave. We've got that. We've said that. It looks like the kids are starting to get older because we get like these shots of them over the shoulder, like where you can't see their face, and they're like, "Hey, you look different," or something. But you, yeah. we as the audience, aren't seeing them yet. You get they, small changes like where the trunks don't yeah. fit the kid. That's right. Yeah. That's. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we also okay, see something. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you finish your thought because I'm jumping ahead. No, no, I was gonna jump ahead too. So go ahead. 
So what I was going to say is like they get older and then you see like the boy and the girl becoming closer friends and when they go off and then like one of them become and then the woman becomes pregnant. I have so many problems with that <laughs> because they're children like they have the mind of children and they're like figuring this out somehow. Yeah, it's just like I feel like it's weird. It's a weird like I get you're going you're going for a shock value, but I still feel like it's it's kind of like the way I thought of it in my head was like it's wrong. It's kind of like how in big fucking the woman has sex with Tom Hanks, even though he has a mind, He's of, a mind a of a child. Like, yeah, it's like that's fucked up. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that was a not just that scene, but like to your like to what you said, I didn't know when like Trent. And what's the girl's name that he has the kid? Kara. Kara, thank you. Kara. And then there's even Maddox, which is the older sister. She's a little bit older. I never yeah. knew like when they had the brain of a child, because like when they're old when they get even older, it's like, oh, they're they seem like they're making more rational decisions or like they're thinking about this more No, I still think maturely. I still think they have a mind of a child, but they've just like been through so much that they're think of it. But it's only been like Two yeah. hours. No, it's yeah, Three you're right. Hours, it's, yeah. It hasn't been very long, but I think they're thinking more logically because, like, if we don't do this, we're gonna die. Yeah, you know, Maybe. it's like it's like we tried everything else. Let's try this one last thing. Yeah, I guess there's just a, it's more Trent Maddox. Maddox is a little more gradual, but like Trent was like screaming once they have the baby, you know, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna marry her," and no, you're lying to me, and then. And a couple hours later, when he's a little older, he's like, oh, let me decode this or let me do this. It just seemed like he was more calm and collected and like mature towards the end when he was the older, like older, like middle aged guy. than like when he was the teenager, Trent, and I was like, well, it's only been like an hour or you should. I thought he would still have the child brain, more of a child. brain. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> because <laughs> well, I guess their minds do kind of change because the one doctor, Charles. He's he's a doctor. He's the chief medical officer. He starts to have his issue is that he has like what is it schizophrenia? And so he's yeah. That's I couldn't quite that that accelerates. He becomes very unstable like quickly. Mm-hmm. Like you see him. I forgot what the first instance. He's like he's the trying fir- to remember like what movie. <laughs> yeah. Like that was such an odd scene. I was just like, "What movie is he talking about?" <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically right here. It's where what happens is they're trying. They try to get off the beach. They go in teams of two, but then once they figure out like they can't get off, basically, and that the girl who died was trying to swim off, and that's how she died. Um, Midsize the dance says that um, I didn't kill her. She just came back and she had died. Um, that the mother who has the tumor starts to have a reaction. And it's like it's grown from a golf ball size to like a volleyball yeah, size. And then like oh, yeah, that was this scary. part's interesting is like they try like he tries to do like a very rudimentary like surgery and then like the skin heals so quickly because it's like as you said, like an hour is two year. years. Oh, is it? So like okay. it's one hour is two years, I think. So like oh, okay. let's say a second, I don't know how to do that math, is like has enough time to heal your yeah. wounds. 
And so they decide to, once he gets the cut, they will hold the wound open. Like they will physically with their hands pry it open so that it doesn't heal quickly and he can pull this out. And that's when, which is a crazy scene, um, but you don't see much yeah. of it because it's PG-13 until they like pull the, the tumor out. But that's the scene where he, the first time when he's about to cut in, he goes, what's that movie with Marlon Brando and Jack Nicholson? So that's building tension. Like, oh, this guy's kind of like, where is, where's his head? Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. What's he talking about? Yeah, as he's like making the incision. Right yeah. Which trivia do you guys, I don't know if this is in trivia. Do you guys know what that movie is? I, I had never heard of I looked it up because yeah, I was like curious. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I know it's a movie that like is pretty much non-existent <laughs> because it, <laughs> it like it it never made any waves. You know what I mean? Like I, for, I think it's like some cowboy movie or some shit. The Missouri Breaks, yeah, it's the name of yeah. it. But yeah. it's got Jack Nicholson and Marlon Brando. Yeah, sounding. And so yeah, he they pull this tumor out, which is that's a crazy scene. It probably would have been if it was R, even gory. But you don't see too much of it until they pull. They pull it out. I'm gonna still, um, steal that trivia for you for a second about that movie. Do you know why he he chose that movie? I don't know. I don't. So this is actually something he has a personal relationship with him and his father. I think mm. I'm assuming his father must suffer from like Alzheimer's or something, and he would bring up this movie. Like when he's talking, like he would just bring it up randomly oh, to M. Night Shyamalan. He'd be like, what's that movie that, yeah. and this was, I think, a while ago where you couldn't like look it up and then they would just be like, that that movie doesn't exist, dad. You know, he just, like, yeah. he's like, what are you talking? It's like, you couldn't just look it up on your phone. <laughs> right. You, how, or you couldn't I, ask Alexa, Alexa, what's yeah. that movie? That's how I, that's how I took it when I read the trivia. Maybe it was like. Or just like it was like flip phones era. That's that's interesting. But yeah, because it kind of plays into this. And one of the characters, not that yeah, one. So he, so he has like a personal like story to that. Okay. Cool. I know that. I have not seen that movie though. I have barely no, heard I of have, it. I never heard of it. I probably will never see it. <laughs> so, sorry. Yeah, that's. We, we pull the tumor out, but it's also around this time. I, I just, this is where they kind of go. It's like a sweeping panning view shot of like them going over why they think they're there. And they, this is where they kind of all realize that they were all invited there. And it seems like they all have some sort of different disease or ailment yeah. that they, they don't share, but either, everyone kind of has one now that they're there. Um, and it's briefly mentioned earlier that guy says he saw a Warren and Warren pharmaceuticals pamphlet at the hotel. So they think that they're there for their ailments uh, of some sort. That's what, that's what keep, that's what connects them all. Even midsize sedan. Um, that's, he has an ailment. So is this jumping ahead? Like with the drinks, is this, that's like more in the final act, right? When that's kind of like, when they know what, yeah. Well, like, yeah. Cause they, at this point they don't entirely know. They think it's their ailments that, that can, that, bring them together but they don't know what was in the Why? drinks which yeah, yeah yeah but they do see at this point like a flashing light it looks like at the top of the mountain so someone yeah. is watching them as they're down there oh yeah yeah it, it, that that part was creepy yeah there, there's you, some good there's some good creepy tension like 
I wanted more of that. Like there, there's not enough of that in this movie where there's like, I don't know. Like if I feel like there should have been more of those moments and there wasn't. Yeah. There could have been more built, built off that. I think. Yeah. I think this movie, it's what you're saying. It doesn't, it, it suffers from that because there's a lot of characters and like they have certain ailments. And I think he tried to like, he had to go fast because of the time thing. Yeah. And like, and like make them have their own little like episodic, like, Oh, they have this ailment. So this is how they might die. Or this is what they're going to suffer from. Yeah. This or, is their, this is their death story, I guess. So maybe if it was just like just the family of four and maybe, maybe one other, or like they, the family of four found midsize sedan. So it was less people and you could focus on that more like tension of like this, just this family of yeah. four gro- grasping the idea that they're getting older. The parents might die. They're, they're not going to get to see their kids grow up, like dealing with their mortality and like not getting to witness these moments, which is a major theme of the movie for sure. But maybe it just kind of gets lost because they had too many characters they had to get to. Yeah. I think that can happen when you have like a large, you know, cast. Yeah. There was, there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of people on this island, right? There's probably a baker's dozen, at least, that are. Yeah, you got, you got the, you have the couple, you have the two families, and you have the rapper and his girlfriend. Yeah. Right? Mm hmm. Yeah. So it's, so it's at least a dozen people five, nine, 11, 13. Baker's dozen. About a baker's dozen. Baker's dozen. Uh, Baker's th- but yeah, so they're all figuring out they have some ailment together. But one thing, yeah, this is is getting too much in this the science of it all, I guess. But like when they cut that tumor out, like she heals so quickly, but the tumor gets bigger. So like if it's a disease, I guess that's going to accelerate. But like your skin can heal quickly because it's not diseased, I guess. Or I didn't get how that worked. Well, I think. The skin is healing because time is passing so quickly. Like you know what I mean. Like that's why. And I guess the tumor to... wouldn't get better. Yeah, you have to remove the tumor. So that's fair. Yeah, because it's like if it was a benign tumor, it'd be fine. But it was not. It was, it was fine for a while, and then it, and then she got to a point where probably because she wasn't being medicated, it was becoming a problem, and then became the size like that was a big fucking tumor. <laughs> yeah, that was huge. Okay, so that makes sense. But it's while they're doing that, I think, is that when Trent and Kara have the baby, they become pregnant and they're like teenagers. Oh, yeah. um, so there's yeah. a baby that's born, which, I mean, nine months would be like, what? That quick if you if you had sex. So she has the baby right there and the baby, the baby dies. So really quick because it didn't get enough attention. Yeah. That's just is that like... what it was? Yeah. Didn't get enough attention, so like they set it down for a second. They said oh. and turned away from it to check on Kara, and it died because it didn't get enough attention. So like, what would, if you looked away for like ten seconds? What is that in that time? Uh, I guess that's a long time for a baby. For yeah. a baby, yeah. If you like, but like, what I what I think my problem is is that the regular people there are not starving. So like, is it? So it's not food related. It didn't die of starvation. It died because it wasn't getting physical contact with the mother is that it, it could have been both yeah i think physical contact but also you you're you were even saying like you know babies need a lot of food and if it was left alone for 10 seconds wh- how much time is that in 
on that beach. But, but do the people, the other people, are not starving? I think they're hungry because at that time, Kara's like she grabs it like whole handful of food. Like they have that extra food. I don't, they don't mention it. You're right, but there is like that. Yeah, I guess they have, they have so much. So they food show there. they show the kids, but not like the adults. So that's right. that's that's the weird part is that they show because they're going through more growth spurts. I like, guess that's a way of yeah. I guess you could, if you're middle aged, you're not growing that much, so maybe you don't have to eat as as much. Yeah, it's a weird hole. That I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like you is... could. I guess you could explain it like growth spurts. You could kind of just call it that, but it's 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 strange. Yeah. A tad, a tad, but we'll believe it for the magical realism of old. <laughs> um, but the the baby dies. They learn that they can't leave the beach because it's like coming up too quick from the water. They were saying like you can't acclimate fast enough, so you like black out. They're learning that about the beach. Um, what else do we get here? Um, Jaren tries to take off swimming. Um, he's like, maybe we can swim around the cove. Um, I'll go try to do that. So he he gets out of there. Um, and they find him later. They'll find him later. He did not make it. He blacked out just the same as walking through the cave. Yeah, it's the same thing. Um, I want to know, yeah. like the this boundary is very strange because, like, as you know, later on, there's like a way around it. Mm-hmm. Like, but why, why, why that? Why is that a hole in the boundary? I don't know. I think I don't even think the people like the villains, quote unquote, know they found the beach is what they'll say. So I think it's just like some magical beach. They don't know the rhyme or reason to it. Um, And this just happens to be the only way out. There's one way out and this happens to be it. There's one exit. I don't know if the coral is meant to represent anything bigger. Do you guys think of any symbolism for the coral? I literally can't. I like yeah. I was I was thinking like what why why is this? I was like, what's protecting? Like, is it protecting them from whatever's happening to them? That's kind of what I thought. Like, you know, maybe it's like extreme electromagnetism. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm yeah. trying to figure they, they it out. They said they said something with like the minerals. In the rock, do something. Yeah, that's, what, that's why. That's why I thought electromagnetism. But we don't get any anything deeper about the explanation. It's a magical beach, and uh, there's some magical rocks. Yeah, that's just all like kryptonite. Need, really. <laughs> How do you feel? So we can talk about the caves again for a second. It's like the Kara's mom is in hysterics after Kara dies because she falls off the cliff, which I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She goes off into a cave because she's like, I'm ugly. Cause she, you see her kind of like have an extreme sense of vanity and even pass it mm-hmm. on to her child when she's like four. And then they find her in a cave and then like, she's like breaking. She's so old that she's like breaking her bones in her body. And it's like healing. And it's so just quickly. Like, yeah. And it's just like keeps breaking and healing, breaking. And healing. It's so fucking weird. It's it's such a f- really fucking weird scene, but it's 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 a good scene because like it was very unexpected for me. Mm. Yeah, um, 
And it's it's shot pretty. I mean, it's it's very unexpected, and it's probably one of the creepier deaths I think of. Like she breaks yeah. her bones, and they heal so quickly in like really grotesque ways. But the way they shoot it, it's like a dark cave, and they have this matchbook, and it's all in the dark. And every once in a while, when they light the match, you see her, and you kind of don't. So it's not all in in frame. It's like little bursts until the very end, where you see like the final image of her, kind of contorted. Like what she looks like. What she looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's. I mean, she died, she had a calcium deficiency. That was her her issue um, for the island. But a couple people, I mean, some people will die of similar reasons because their or their disease or ailment accelerated while they're on the island, um, or they get killed. Like Charles kills mid-sized sedan in his, his schizophrenic state. He stabs him, but then he will meet his demise based on a rusty knife because the poison just seeps through his veins. Yeah. That was so quickly. Yeah, that was yeah. another interesting death. Yeah. Um, until ultimately, all that's left is the original family that we had there, which is the Kappa family: Guy, Prisca, Maddox, and and Trent. Are the only ones. And still. they just kind of die of old age, right? The two yeah. parents. Is that what it is? Yeah. And they, they are able to like make amends before they pass, right? Exactly. Yeah. It, it was which we learned they they were going to have a divorce and she had an affair. Um, he knew, but um, he kind of said, you know, she deserved better than that guy. But ultimately what were we fighting over? Um, all I want to do is be on this. Why do we want to leave this beach? You know, I kind of just want to be with you. And aren't we yeah. happy all together here? Just in this moment, instead of trying to get to the next day or thinking of other things, this is, this is kind of my slice of heaven, just being here. And they do die of like old age right next to each other on the beach. And then you're left with the kids, um, Trent and Maddox, as they wake up the next day, or it's just the next morning, and they're middle-aged. They're Yeah. I'd say in their 50s, I would say. At close to the four, 50s, yeah. I would probably say 40s, 50s. They're, they're adults, at the, probably close to their parents' age. Um, and... What happens is that day, Trent finally decides to read that letter from his buddy, that their their secret language, and it says, my uncle doesn't like the quarrel, I believe is that message. Yeah. Okay. okay, yeah. And so they decide, hey, there's the quarrel, maybe we should swim towards it. That must be, it's gotta, that's our best bet at this point. Otherwise, so how? Other, yeah. yeah, what other choice do you have at this point? Might as well try it out. Um, but... The, the the actress who's playing Maddox, I guess in both respects, that in the middle aged one at the very end, the older the oldest Maddox, is uh, what's her name from uh, Matilda? She's the teacher in Matilda. Uh, and I was like, oh yeah, the the I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie. Really? Movie growing up, yeah, that's that yeah. actress. I love Matilda. not Mrs. Trunchbull, but the good teacher. Miss Honey. Miss Honey, yeah. No way. Wow. Okay. Like, no, oh, I Ms. did Honey. not connect that but yeah yeah i didn't either yeah man matilda is such a classic though and i loved miss honey who didn't so did i and i was like what does she what does she look so familiar from wow matilda that's great (laughs) yeah okay now i'm getting past my shock (laughs) (laughs) but also the uh the actress who played maddox the like the i guess the teenage maddox the middle maddox um that's what I think her name is 
Thomason McKenzie? Yes. She's from, she's in the Edgar Wright's movie from the same year, Last Night in Soho, which is great. And uh, Jojo Rabbit, if you guys saw Jojo Rabbit. Oh, um, she's in Jojo Rabbit? I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, very good. I'm seeing her a lot more in movies, and I've really liked her acting so far. So, thumbs up in all three of those movies, Thomas and Mackenzie. Um, but, anyway, they swim towards the coral. <laughs> and they looks like they're get, they get stuck in there. They might, they uh, Miss Honey's uh, shirt gets stuck on some coral, and it seems like they can't get out. And it cuts to M Night Shyamalan. He's the guy looking up at them from the top of that that mountain, and he's looking out a camera, just like a director, and basically kind of says, "Experiment." I had the number in here somewhere. Is over. Uh, everyone has died. Um, I'm gonna come back to wherever. Come back to base. Um, and he drives back to like, the resort. It's like What's where it? the twist is finally really uh, revealed. The exactly. twist that we know and expect from M. Night. I feel like it's like, it's not like a super twist, but I feel like it kind of, it kind of like makes sense to like, yeah. um, like I believe it, you know, it I was a realistic it, twist. I don't, I don't find it unbelievable. And it's like, oh, I could see, you know a company taking advantage just like they're like oh there's no evidence of people because like by if if someone does discover this their bones would be gone right because like it would have years to be like no evidence of anyone ever being there and if someone does find it they would be trapped there and possibly would die (laughs) Before they found their way out, yeah, yeah, and and they also say that they go to the that's why they leave the passports so they can take the passports and they go to their homes and wipe like their computers of any mention of this place so that no one even knows that they went here. I get, I mean, maybe if you might have mentioned to someone else that you went here, but any physical evidence this this company Warren and Warren, their pharmaceutical company, wipes it clean. Um, they got the money, yeah. and that and yeah. that's what Warren Warren's a in their drinks that we talked about puts like some sort of uh medication yeah experimental medication to test on these people's ailments and because they're on the beach it accelerates the process to see if it would actually be effective and we do learn that this trial was positive for the epileptic patient that she didn't have a seizure for what would have been like 18 years or something like that yeah that sounds right so there was a positive that they, they this drug could actually help millions of people um, because of what happened there. Yeah, right, the one positive me- among <laughs> yeah. the yeah. thousands everyone else's of negatives. Medication failed. It seems like. Yeah, like she was the only one that had a positive. Right. Like this one, like oh, this one succeeded. Yeah, and I do like that. That one doctor guy, one like the guy who it seems like is like in the weeds of all the medications was like, Hey, um, I hope you saw my suggestion that we shouldn't put like the physical ailment people with the mental uh, ailment people, because it, it kind of mixes up my study. So basically saying like Charles, the guy who had the schizophrenia shouldn't be there with like people who have the tumor because 
they could affect the study. He's trying to kill people. <laughs> yeah. So like we, I can't get accurate data. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just have them on their own island or their own beach. I mean, it's not like I agree with like what they're doing, but that makes sense. Yeah. Like I, from I get his logic <laughs> from a scientific perspective. I understand. <laughs> Oh, just remove remove your humanity and we'll we'll understand okay. it all. Just to be clear, like I'm not down with this, but you know, scientifically. And and apparently they do this over and over because the guy also says we got a new batch of eleven who are coming in and basically gonna go to the beach that same day um and do it all again. So Yeah, they've over been getting away with us for a while. Yeah. And before we get to the final ending, like what, what it concludes with, this is a book and this whole ending of like the idea of it being a pharmaceutical company that's testing drugs on people on this beach that accelerates the process. That is not in the book. That is completely M. Night. This that's twist. I can see that. I, can see that. It's, I would have liked to read this book because they left it ambiguous. Like I think it's, I think it's actually Kara and Trent's character that are left on the beach, not Maddox, but like the two okay. that were kind of in the relationship are the last two. And it seems like they might have found a way off the beach, but you don't know if they finally get off. And it doesn't like give you an explanation of what they do see someone watching them like they, like they do in the movie, but they don't get the whole backstory of why the person had them there or anything like that. So this whole pharmaceutical is pharmaceutical take is M. Night. I do kind of like you know, having the answer, I guess. It kind of drives me crazy sometimes, like when movies are ambiguous and you can just kind of make your own conclusion. I don't want to make my own conclusion. Tell me <laughs> tell what me I need what to, think. to What happened at the end of this movie? You tell me. Yes. <laughs> this sounds like a short book if it's like... It's a graphic novel, I'm pretty sure. A French graphic okay. novel. Okay. French language... Sorry, French language Swiss graphic novel, I believe. Okay. It's a Swiss graphic novel. That makes a little more sense than that. It's like, because I feel like without that, like the story seems so short. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess the graphic novel is 112 pages, which is a decent length. The script is longer than that because it's a page a minute for a script. This is almost yeah. a two hour movie. But yeah, that's just wanted to get that out. The, the, the ending in the book is is different. But what happens is we hear this new group of 11s coming. They get off the bus. They're going to give them their drinks. and. Trent and Maddox made it. They survived and they knocked the drinks over and they've handed the book. They found a book on the island that's got all the names of people who lived there or someone who was on that island before the beach. For them. Yeah. Wrote like, names of notes. who they were. Yeah. Yeah. So he hands that over to the cop and the cop does his thing, orders some subpoenas, gets some refs, gets some arrests going. And flies these kids, these middle-aged kids, off the <laughs> island. And it's going to take them back to safety. To their aunts, they say. To their aunt's house. Um, that's where it kind of ends. So like, there's this like finality that they're, this place is going to get shut down. He's arresting people. They're going to get back to their aunt. I would have, if they're going this route of like the Warren and Warren Pharmaceuticals at the end is like doing these tests, I would have preferred... That even if Trent like handed over the names and stuff and like, see, we got you. And the cop would have been like, okay. And like taking the kids back home. But it would have been like the government's in on it. 
And they would have been like, they would have like covered it up. And then like, you would have just seen another people being taken to the beach. What is this like E.T.? Like we're just like the government. <laughs> There's, they're in on it, even though, or they'll just like take them in that helicopter and drop them right back on the beach. Be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a happy ending. Yes. Happy I ending. like it. It wraps things up and it doesn't end on a sour note. So I actually yeah. really like that. Yeah. I feel like he's been a little more softer with his twist endings as of late. I don't know. I get I feel like that's the case, even though that Glass wasn't exactly the happiest ending. I didn't see Glass. Me either. <sighs> I wanted it to be better. That's what I heard. I think there's there's good Wait. things about it. I think how good Split was kind of maybe heightened yeah. people's expectations of what Glass would be. I mean, if it was like 70% of what Split was, it would be a great movie. Yeah, because I like, I think Split's quote twist was the idea. I mean, he had all the personalities um, in that movie. Um, but He's the twist great. was James like. James McAvoy is fantastic in that movie. And in, in, in Glass, too. He's very yeah. good. And that's and, Anya Taylor Joy, right? She's like the main female lead in that in Split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. who's like crushing yeah. it now. Also in Last Night in Soho with, uh, what is it, Mc- Thomas and Mackenzie? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, set six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Let's do it. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you were. His twists have been a little more tamer, I guess, compared to maybe. What six cents? That was the big one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like of the most ridiculous twist. The happening. Yeah, that is probably the most ridiculous one. Yeah. That was and a bad a bad movie. Yeah, he's like I feel like studios keep giving him. This is a question I have for you guys as we wrap this up. Is they keep giving him attempts? Like you know there was he was he was the guy with like six cents and like unbreakable signs. Those all came out like around the same time. Lady in the Water, The Village. Or like that was he's the hot guy, but then like Avatar, well, Village, the Village happening. was fourth. Village was fourth. Okay, so like that's some people were split on that one. I actually like that movie a lot. I think The Village is a great movie. Representation of someone who is has a a mental disability, not great. Adrian Brody does a really bad job as that as that character. Yeah. Other 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 than that, it's a pretty good movie. Is Joaquin Phoenix in that as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, it's, that's it's my cast. favorite actor. Wait, is that who's the lead in that? The female? Is it Jessica Chastain? No. Who is that? I would have now to look it, look it up. Or Bryce Dallas Howard? It's Bryce Dallas Howard, isn't it? Oh, it might be. Man, that that's Bryce Dallas that's, Howard. That's, that's, yeah. that's early for her. Yeah. Yeah. The young wow. Bryce Dallas Howard. That's early for her. William Hurt and Sigourney Reaver and Brendan Gleeson are in this movie. Wow, that's a crazy yeah, that's cast. A, that's a slam dunk. I mean, that's the height of M Night. Like, I think at Six Sense has come out, Signs has come out, Unbreakable has come out, The Village, but then he kind of like hits some some tough times, like The Happening and like Avatar, Lady in the Water, Lady in the Water, but then. He kind of had to come up with like the visit and split, and people were like, "Okay, all right." And then, uh, old Glass. I think was okay. Glass was okay. 
Yeah. Not bad, not happening bad, but just not as they're fine. They're yeah. fine. Yeah. They're fine. Mm-hmm. But where does that put old? Do you guys think it was a success or not in terms of the box office? I know. I think it made money. Yeah, I know the answer. Oh. Um <laughs> All right. <laughs> I know it was successful box office wise commercially or yeah. So it was commercial success, which is all that matters really. But I know critically it was like very half and half. Eight, $18 million box office or sorry, no $18 million budget. And then $90 million box. office. Yeah. No, I did read that. It was still like the lowest opening weekend for M night Shyamalan. But overall, oh, really? um, I mean it, it made back so much more money, you know. So that's he a success. Still makes good money. I feel it's. it's yeah. He still has a pull. If you see his name next to some thriller, maybe the visit didn't pull that much, but like I still feel like it must have because they gave him a split. You know, which was well, a I big think, one. I think visit might not. I don't remember it like being like a big box office hit. It might have made back its money, but I think critics and like when I saw it, I was like, oh. I wasn't ready. I thought M Night had kind of lost his touch, and then I saw the visit. And I was like, "That was pretty good. I liked yeah, the visit." That's how I felt. I was like, "You know what? That held up pretty good." Okay, never yeah. mind. The visit was a huge success. Okay, it was all handheld footage. I mean, it can't made that much. I mean, Five million budget, yeah. ninety-eight million box office. That was a huge it. Made success. more than old. <laughs> made more yeah. than old did. That's a yeah. huge, huge success. Yeah. So he he makes money. There's there is no doubt about that. This doesn't have a sequel. Clearly, it's not a remake. It's an adaptation. But before we kind of get here into our Defend and Destroys of this movie, Lindsay, do you have any trivia for us here? I have a couple things. (laughs) I just kind of want to read, I guess, more because we've already touched on, um, you know, this has been um, adapted from a graphic novel. And so I thought... uh, it really gives, I'm going to just read the quote verbatim from M. Night Shyamalan because I think it helps us understand um, you know, the theme of the movie. But he had said that, you know, he got this book as a Father's Day present. So the fact that, you know, if he never got this as a Father's Day present, we might not be talking about it right now. But um, he said that the book gave me the opportunity to work through a lot of anxieties I had around death and aging and things like my parents getting older. And um, I think a lot of us can relate to that too. It's something that I've thought about a lot, especially the older I get, the more aware I get about this kind of stuff. And um, I just thought that was very insightful and it helped me to understand um, what this movie, I mean, I think we can all understand what this movie is about, but um, I just thought that quote in particular helped me to understand where he was coming from making it. Yeah. I mean, I wish that would have been like that. idea. I think the idea of like, you know, what confronting your own mortality, but death, death of your, your parents, your, your children, like your own mortality, like that idea is, can be scary to someone or you just don't think about it too much when you're like going through the years you just kind of don't appreciate maybe certain times of your life and i think that could that could have been probed a little more in this movie i, I like those scenes where it was guy and prissa like really talking about those or like what are we fighting over or why do we want to leave this beach i really like those moments but 
Yeah. Would I want a little more of it? <laughs> um, the other thing, I didn't know this, of course, I get a lot of my trivia from IMDb, but um, apparently M. Night Shyamalan has a very big affinity for Philadelphia, and he lives in that area. So I, I guess this, this is the first movie um, that he's filmed outside of the greater Philadelphia area since his very first film, which was 30 years ago. Um, and, but even in the movie, I guess uh, Guy and Prisca, I didn't remember this, but um, they say that they're from Philadelphia. So there's still that tie-in. Um, but I just thought it was really interesting how I didn't realize every other movie apparently is in that area that he's done. So it's, you know nice that he likes it i guess yeah i yeah i i guess i i first heard that there was like philadelphia was like when they're in the helicopter like they're going back to my aunts in philadelphia but okay right i didn't really <laughs> it didn't really stick out to me until then honestly that like all of his something felt different about this movie for sure like like watching on this like remote beach, but it didn't really click. That's like, Oh, like all those other ones are kind of like centered around Philadelphia to some respect. And maybe that's why it just seems so different. Yeah, it's like, like tropical Island. or like yeah. a, a city. Yeah, yeah. This is like uncharted territory for him up until this point. And then the last thing I have, it's just, we kind of touched on it. I believe earlier, um, they filmed this during COVID, um, in the Dominican Republic in, um, I guess M. Night said, um, you know, the subject matter of the film is not, you know, what they were dealing with in real life, but um, they were kind of still isolated on this beach in real life, um, dealing with, you know, this illness that was new and deadly for some, and it was scary. And it kind of, I guess, to quote, it, it mirrored the experience of being in lockdown and all the uncertainty surrounding it. Um, and so I think those that were in the movie um, and producing the movie, they kind of felt um, that same fear and uncertainty in a way that the characters were feeling the fear of infection. Um, and then it kind of made them think about, you know, death survival and um, being secluded and not being able to leave is what he said. So I thought, Oh yeah, that's, that's real. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that point. That was all yeah. of us, really. We weren't on a beach, though, most of us. No. <laughs> I was in my, my little house here. Or, yeah. uh, you remember the post by Madonna? She was like in the bathtub full of roses or whatever. No. No. It was like early, <laughs> I early, early like COVID lockdown. Oh, like, like you were just out of touch, but you can't help yeah. it. Yeah. It was like. I think you're like Madonna's like, oh, it's so hard. And she's yeah. like right. in a bathtub full of it's just like huge jacuzzi that? bathtub. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. I remember us talking about COVID on one of I think we were doing the ritual or Shaun of the Dead whenever okay. we did that two years ago or so. And like we were ready oh to record God. and it was like COVID was just like hitting the US and we were like talking. I remember this time like, yeah. oh, are you good? Like, are you safe? Like, and like not knowing what was going to happen. Like, yeah, like right when lockdown it started. Be as bad as it was. Yeah, that is crazy to think about that it's been that long. Almost yeah. trace years. It's almost three years yeah. coming up. That's insane. Time felt 
yeah, time felt different. <laughs> Just like probably did on that beach. Time felt really <laughs> weird in 2020 slash 2021. But what's not different is how we end this show. We're going to defend right. or destroy. We've reached the conclusion of the podcast. Congratulations on making it all the way. You have one final challenge. The terrible trio will decide whether this movie passes the test. Choose wisely. Defend or destroy. So, typically how we've done it, if you select the movie, you start us off. So, Lindsay, are you defending or destroying old? Okay, so, um, I appreciate the theme, as we've touched on. Um, I share a lot of those struggles that M. Night named, I think, like I said, most of us do. Um, And I like that this was his way of trying to come to terms with some of that. It's a unique film to me. I haven't seen anything like this before. Um, Enjoy the plot. I thought the twist was decent. Um, And I think realizing that you're trapped like they do in this movie is one of the scariest feelings you could ever feel. The lack of control. The fact that you were set up. So um, I like those elements to it. And uh, so for me, it's a defend. Nice. It's a defend. All right. One defend. Pete, would you like to go next? Go second? Sure. All right. Um, that's really well put. I think I'm going to go in a different direction and actually destroy this movie. Okay, let us have it. I don't think it's necessarily like a bad film. I think it just doesn't do enough. Like, I think... I was expecting better out of him and it was like having higher expectations after split and, and was intrigued by, I I felt like the trailer made the movie look really interesting. And I was like, Oh, what is this about? And like I was saying earlier, like I feel like it needed more moments of like scariness, I guess I could put it in like, I think having too many characters definitely took away from the moments that worked because like, like the deaths that were interesting, definitely like I I give them props for that, for making them um, creative and and messed up. But like the moments of like, of isolation, like I feel like he could have built that up a lot more. Okay. All right. Well put. That's a defend. (laughs) That's a destroy. So I guess I'll break the ice or break the tie. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going with a destroy for old. And I guess for similar reasons, Pete, yeah, it's not a bad movie. Like you said, Pete, for sure. Maybe it's, I had higher expectations, but I think I would have preferred more of like, there's a lot of exposition of like, you're a doctor, you're a nurse, you're so-and-so just to kind of get all these characters on an Island. And then, trying to kill them off based on maybe their ailment or something that was really quick and it was less suspenseful. And I think I would have liked more if there was less, less of those people and like more of that existential dread of like them coming to terms with the idea of that they're aging. They don't know why. And like thinking about what they're missing rather than, Oh, here's a baby. Here's the woman in the cave. We're like thinking more about what it means to them. Like that. What am I missing in life? What am, what did I, pass up that I really appreciated more. It was almost too action paced where they 
that was kind of at the very end, just with the parents that moment. I think if that would have been more of the, the heartbeat of the movie, I would have enjoyed it more, but I will, I will destroy it for that, but not a bad movie. Not the happening. Yeah. It's definitely not the happening at all. It's definitely not the happening. <laughs> no. I just have high hopes after Split because I really liked Split a lot. That one was... And I probably had low expectations, honestly, going into Split, which is like the opposite. And I was probably like, oh, it's M. Night, whatever. Yeah, but on my rewatch, I still like have high like regard for Split. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. So that's two a two destroys and a defend for old twenty twenty one. We'll be at you shortly ish for the next time. Not sure when the next one will be released or what the the next movie slash theme will be, but um, that is that's it for old twenty twenty one. If you want to get us in the meantime, look in the show notes. All of our links to our social media or anywhere we have additional content from Twitter to Facebook to Instagram. Uh, that's where you can find us. It's in the show notes. Always appreciate any comments or likes letting us know who said it best. <laughs> who said it best. Um, always appreciated. But I will now, I emerged from the shadows after four months. It had been a while. I had emerged from the shadows of the cave, but now I'm going to go lurk right back into those caverns. I'm going to go back into the shadows. I'm Matt Johnson. I emerged from the shadows of my eyelids because now I'm always going to be tired. <laughs> I've, I've always been tired so nothing new I guess <laughs>